I know Hustleonomics Podcast. Alright, before we get started, man, you know what I mean? This is the Hustleonomics Podcast. Alright. Um, even even beyond calling the Hustleonomics Podcast, this is the Hustleonomics Way Hip Hop Business 101. Alright. While we say Hustleonomics. Hip Hop Business Owner One, I created the term Hustlenomics. In fact, I own the trademark for that. Mm-hmm. Roy Alchemist Productions. Roy Alchemist Productions. And as you see right here, right? You're hearing that sound right there. This is actually off our own smartwatch. So we created this term Hustlenomics to kind of define how we do what we do. You know what I mean? And when you see these covers right here, um, the magazine it gives you a perspective of the hip-hop way right. the hustlenomics way that's why this is called the hustlenomics way podcast mm-hmm. the hustlenomics way podcast is a such because it's a technique hustlenomics is a verb it's about how you do what you do so without further ado let me introduce the distinguished gentleman involved in this whole movement right here on the line we got fashion williams B. Willem. Yes, Lord. How you doing, my brother? Everything championship, man. Everything championship. He coming straight out of Dallas. Word. He, he coming straight out of Dallas. Um, I got Dawoo Shahidu. All day. Five bros, the VP of operations of Owners Illustrated. You know what I mean? You see that on the tag. You see that owners. You see these luxury whips, foreign cars, with that owner's tag on it. Yeah, man. That's my brother. I go by the name. I got my I got my seed with me. Young guy. I got my all nephew. my Wale. I knew. Um while we would he was the motivation. Family is my motivation. And while we were doing this thing, he was a baby. You know what I mean? But we do it for our future generations. In the process, he's already graduated college. Word. Software engineer working for a major corporation doing this thing. He's also the chief technology officer, chief technical officer of our own startup, Toys Electronics. We're making our own smartwatch. We have an initiative where we go into the community, teaching kids how to code, teaching creatives how to write. We're putting a lot of stuff together here. Um, So Hustlenomics is still going on. It's a university. It's the hip-hop business way. This is Hip-Hop Business 101. The Hustlenomics way, hip-hop business 101. 101. And this is our second episode, episode number two, how we started on this Illustrated Magazine. You look back here, this is the premiere issue of the magazine. You have 50 Cent there. And um, what we're going to do in this podcast is kind of go over how we started it. Mm-hmm. So in the, what was this? We were doing Third Thursdays. And there's other participants. They're not here now, but I mean... There's a partner of ours named Reggie Green. Me and Reggie Green were starting this thing called Shout Third Thursdays um, in D.C., Atlanta, and we were also doing New Orleans. In D.C., we partnered with the D.C. Chamber of Commerce to do a networking event for urban professionals. So basically, people work in Capitol Hill, the corporations, um, businesses. I rent a hotel ballroom, various places, we'll have hors d'oeuvres, we'll have business people talking, you know what I mean, they'll network, share cards, talk about their business, we'll give our prizes to the business of the month, 
So that kind of started the whole process of highlighting entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. So you get a business of the month, and at that time, we'll give a technology piece. So we'll give away a DVD player. And that was a big deal then. Now we're on Blu-rays, and now it's on 4K streaming. But when you're talking about 2001, it was a big deal to um, network and get a DVD player. And as we started to do that, we started looking at, okay, so what kind of things excites a business? Now, before we started that, though, we had had the concept of the owners, the shield. So we had a music group called The Owners. That was me, my cousin, first born the unfair, my brother, Dawu. So, you know, and we had music. We had our own albums that we were working on. And But it wasn't just about a magazine. We were like, we're going to have a whole movement. We were going to have a movie from peasants to kings. We are going to have a magazine talking about mm-hmm. entrepreneurship. And our, mm-hmm. our concept was like, owner's not a player. We're not playing. We own our destiny. So the whole thing was about owning your own, being a boss, having your own ownership of your own thing in life. And that was like the concept. We took that to the networking event to deal with business owners. So the noun is owners. The owners is the noun. The verb is hustlenomics. Because that was the approach. And why was that an approach? We couldn't get no loans. And nobody would give us no paper. We, we couldn't get no it. loans. We had to do it. And we, were in, and we were in Ward 8 of D.C. So I had mm-hmm. a child. I had a family. Mm-hmm. So I'm in Ward 8 D.C. And ain't nobody giving nobody no loans to start no business. You talking about I live on Martin Luther King Avenue? No one giving us nothing. So we had to figure out a way to build our enterprise using our ingenuity Influenced as artists in hip hop and fashion. That's where Bron come about. So I came up with an editorial schedule. You know me, I'm always, I'm the technical guy. I'll go out there, be in the library, go out to the Small Business Association, you know, go out here networking with major corporations. I always had a knack, and that wound up getting my son to meet billionaires like Peter Thiel, David Tepper, you know what I mean? But Always putting it together. So I was like, okay, what would I want to see in a business magazine for the hip-hop audience? Because I was like, yeah, Black Enterprise, that's a little older. They got their own play. Mm -hmm. But I wanted something fly, something flashy, something that was going to capture that. So we were like, okay, the black market. We'll talk about loan sharking, financing for films, you know, electronic side business, internet businesses, barbershops. You know what I mean? Um... Artist interviews, um, beauty salons, landscaping, marketing yourself as a product. These are like all the editorial topics in that first issue, right? Stock market. We also were going to feature models, investments, endorsements, financing, athletes, real estate, miscellaneous ideas, accounting, trucking tips, you know, farming, management. Then we were like Roy Alchemist Productions owners. That was us. How to Mm -hmm. supplement your income. Key to business. Writing a business proposal, principles of success, studio engineering, purchasing vehicles, tips for personal financial planning, nonprofit organizations. So these are like the editorial vision mm-hmm. of the business magazine that became Owners Illustrated. What we wound up doing, and you know what I mean, everybody gonna chime in soon, was we had the Rock the Mic tour, which wow. was 50 Cent and Jay-Z. Yeah. But before we jump into there, before the Rock the Mic tour, we had done a launch event 
me and Reggie did a launch mm-hmm. event for Third Thursdays Presents right. Owners Illustrated Magazine at All-Star Weekend in mm-hmm. Atlanta in 2003. Right. Or 2002, yeah. So I think 2002, 2003. So we had done the launch event in 2003. Mm-hmm. That was around February, All-Star Weekend. We had done the interview with 50 Cent in October 2002. Mm-hmm. That was one of the first interviews he did. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Chris Lighty, bless the dead. Bless the dead for Chris Lighty. But his sister was a classmate of mine at Howard. Mm-hmm. So I told her about this concept, and she was like, you're doing a hip-hop business magazine. Wow, that is dope! I was like, but I want to grab you and your family because y'all doing things in the business. Mm-hmm. Her brother's management, her other brother's a producer, other brother's doing touring, She's doing her thing. She had her own um, consignment clothing store. So I was like, why don't I do the Lighty Dynasty? Mm-hmm. And also talk about your clients. So they had clients like LL, Missy, yeah. Elliot. Yeah. And she was Nori, but she was like, let me tell you something. It's somebody we got this real special. I'm going to do you a solid. His name is 50 Cent, and he's mm-hmm. coming. I'm going to get you 50 Cent. Now, 50 heard about what the magazine was about. He was like, I'm with it. <laughs> Off the top. Facts. We even need to sell him on a business, hip-hop business magazine. He was was down with it. So we had, so on my journey, but now we say hustlenomics. In the events we did, we used to have modeling agencies. Still my manager, but I do all that. But we had a modeling agency where we do marketing events. We actually had models host one of the last parties that was done in the honor of Aaliyah. Her album release party in D.C., I had like... Mm-hmm. Eight or ten models, mm-hmm. and I had a company called RW Collection, Romantic Warrior Collection. So all my models would wear the RW on their chest. This mm-hmm. for Rockaway was kicking like that. So we had that. So I had like ten models. I was always fly, you know what I mean? Young pimping, young game, you know what I mean? It was hip hop. It was the flavor. So what we did, we always hit the streets. I wound up taking my expedition. I had a Ford Expedition, and before I got it rapping, this is how I kind of got in touch with. Brian, and then we're going to take the story at him and we're going to add more because so I was hitting city to city, state to state doing direct marketing for the magazine. I was supposed to get my truck wrapped in Richmond, Virginia, right? It didn't get done. We wound up going to Miami to try to get it done and my brother was with me. <laughs> it was wild because he ain't wrapped the truck and all he wound up giving us was like a big vinyl sticker that go for the back glass of the truck. So it's like, how are we going to get the truck wrapped? Because we can't really do our promo without a truck wrap. And we look at bootleg. <laughs> but we had a incredible technique. We had models wearing t-shirts of the first cover of the magazine. So we had this cover here, the 50 cent cover, and made it into white beaters, t-shirts, so we started off with fashion merchandise. The first magazine to do that. Yeah. Me, so real. our whole thing was we were going to have mixtapes where we took excerpts of the interviews from the magazine. And let me give you all the people that was in that magazine. We had Funkmaster Flex. We had Little John who gave us an exclusive interview. Actually, that was like the first celebrity interview we had. We had Ludacris's people who gave us... Um, you talking about his charity. We were real cool with the lady running his foundation. That's Kim Hutchins out in Atlanta. We had the clips. Shout out to Pusha T right now doing his thing real quick. And No Malice, they doing their thing. They mm-hmm. gave us an interview. Busta Rhymes, we was with, we had his peoples. He had his Lambo in there. 
um, with Unique Auto Sports. We had DJ Who Kid, who's also managed by Violator. He was on the, um, we had the Lighties. We were messing with Bentley and Mercedes. Um, we had a Mercedes dealership, which was like um, Lakeside Mercedes in Long mm-hmm. Island. Um, we had models, I own models, and I'm a designer, so I have my own lingerie in the first issue of the magazine. Gotcha. Then I had models wearing my lingerie that I designed. I've been doing, like, when I was doing the third Thursdays, I was also doing, like, fashion shows, modeling agency, but I was designing my own stuff. Then we had academics, which B. Willem got us, mm-hmm. Rogue Street Threads, who actually sponsored our T-shirts, mm-hmm. Parazi PZI that sponsored our T-shirts, and um, B. Willem, man, kind of talk about that fashion aspect of it, because before I even bring him in on that, I got to Texas, I got to a company that was doing raps. They said they could do it, but they didn't understand, and then they brought Brian in to meet me. Mm-hmm. Now, Brian meets me, sees what I'm doing, and he says, look, you trying to get this truck wrap. I got some people that could do it, to sponsor the wrap. They just got to get their logo on the truck, and we could get it wrapped done. So I wound up getting the wrap done in Toledo. But, Brian, man, talk about that, man. Yeah, when you talk about, thanks to Mola, when you talk about Honest Illustrated, you're talking about one of the number one first entrepreneurial street lifestyle magazines in the world. First of all, second of all, you talking about entrepreneurship at its tippy, at the tip where people thought when you talked about entrepreneurship, you had no money. You know, that was the, 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 the temperature that was going on in entrepreneurship. And when I met Owen Illustrated and saw what they was doing in the urban economics, it was... I, I was ready to take it to the next level. You know, it was like, you're telling me I can talk about, be about this lifestyle that's going to be a life-changing uh, instrument tool that was going to be sent to people's homes to identify what was the, 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 the who, what, when, and where about the economics of hip-hop, uh, of a hip-hop industry with entrepreneurship lifestyle connected with it. It, it blew my mind, and just to see some some brothers that was very much so on this journey, doing some amazing things, I, I had to get in. So I uh, at that time had a showroom at the world uh, at the Apparel Mart in Dallas. Like, in Dallas. In the bazaar, yeah, I remember that. And I said, you know, I, you know, these brothers was telling me to come meet these brothers that was on this journey. Uh, uh, on this hip hop journey, and I and I had to go meet him, so I went down to Skins. It was uh, the, the name of the place was yeah, called Skins Raps. Yep. Skins Raps first started here in Dallas, Texas. Now is a Fortune 1000 company, and you talking about at the beginning of when raps didn't just have a particular industry. You would get your rap done in New York, Miami. But you didn't mm-hmm. think about coming to Dallas to get no rap. Nah. So, yeah, so when when I got this opportunity to uh, run the urban division of Skins Raps, I dealt, I dealt with the rap community, the pop community, uh, and was able to communicate their lingo so that the co- so that the company would understand how to do business with the black community. Word. Um, that 
that was the first time ever that that a company like that skins uh raps ever dealt with the urban community and i was the voice to connect that industry uh, and so when i got down with uh, owners illustrated we was inside of the design room and i was just having some great dialogue with owners illustrated about what the vision of the company was and i was like yo he was like yo we ain't got no more money to be you know paying for this or paying for that and i was like yo if you can put this on a credit card or you can get on the road with this man we can we'll, we'll make it from there and so when we heard that it was time and and that that was the play and we was about to run this massive um entrepreneurial grand mastermind grassroots hustle uh, i was in i just knew i had to call up some companies to get down with what, what our vision was and 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 give them an opportunity to be seen and heard all over the world with this global economic magazine called Owners Illustrated that was about to hit the streets. Right. Well, you and know what? So, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Brian. Yeah, so, I mean, I was very much so at that time, grassroots marketing was at, was at a high, very much so high level. But fashion needed that opportunity just like rap was giving... Uh, a community, a new voice, mm-hmm. you know, um, like you say, you had 50 Cent and Busta Rhymes. I mean, you had some of the biggest music artists rocking with an entrepreneur magazine that was finna tell you how they got it done. And the thing about it is that people didn't understand that was the hustlenomics because you're talking about a magazine that hadn't even come out yet and you're already getting cosigns from the biggest musical brands and names in hip-hop. So for like Buster, it's like you got Buster's Lambos being featured exclusively in your magazine. You're getting exclusive interviews from people, and you're getting, at that time, Brian, talk about how big academics was. Like the academics brand was huge. We talking I mean, about the clothes brand. Yeah, the academics. Not, 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 not DJ academics. Not nah, this ain't DJ kids. academics. Like, <laughs> academics <laughs> was like <laughs> one of the top urban clothing brands in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted to be with academics because they used to have a lot of cool ads. And here we had a magazine talking about, look, we're about to take this whole game on fire. In fact, before we got the truck wrap, right? Woo. Remember when we was out there in Collins in Miami and we came out? Like, let's talk about the truck first of all. We partnered with Unique Auto Sports. Let's talk about this Ford Expedition. Shout out to Unique Auto Sports because he wound up having the speed show. We had a expedition provocative. Mm -hmm. Provocative. Hold on one sec because I got justice. We had the expedition provocative and we had pictures of 50 in a bulletproof vest. We had models, including a model from Dallas named Janae. Mm-hmm. Right? You remember Janae Brown? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was a she was an exotic dancer in Dallas, right? And she was on her game. So, what we was originally planning was, and this is just hustle nomics, because the hustle come at you one way, then you come at it another way. The original plan was we was going to have these models featured. They were going to be on the truck wrap, and then we were going to go city to city 
all the cities of the Rock the Mic Tour. Now, before the Rock the Mic Tour started, we was already going to be like, we're going to hit 30 urban events. So we were going to hit the Kentucky Derby, which we hit. We had our mixtape. Because I was like, record labels, when they're about to market an artist, they first drop a mixtape so you get the impression. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, but we a magazine. We're not music. But I was like, well, hold on. You got interviews with all these musicians. Why don't you take all the musicians and all the celebrities that are featured in the magazine, take clips of the audio from the interviews, and mix it with freestyles? So we had Wild Child DNA. We had, at the time, too, Street Wars was also hot. Yeah, so right. we had our man Justice, peace to the God. Justice uh, from Justice, who, who does mixtapes, was moving the mixtapes with um, Street Lords, and then a man, P. Cutter who mm -hmm. went to school with me at Howard, right? And then Wild Child DNA, who's now part of the Vintage Crew, so he did the mixtape, and they were all part of Street Wars. So we were like, okay, you're going to put all these rappers in here, you're going to put excerpts of the interviews, and you're going to put the cover on the mixtape so that we had to have a way of, it was like a flyer. I was like, if they bootleg this mixtape, it's going to get around all over the streets that owners is coming. People going to hear the audio, they're going to be able to see the cover, they're going to be able to get an idea of what's in it because we had a subscription card with that. Word. Nobody was doing nothing like that. We had the truck rap, which have like provocative images of these models and 50 Cent in the bulletproof vest. One of the models had the gun, like a little prop gun. Word. You know, they was in lingerie. It was like, but it was like a coming attraction. People wanted to come and take pictures of the truck. Now, the truck ain't got rap yet. But we talking about Miami Memorial Day. Um, weekend, so all we had was the 50 cent sticker, but Unique Autosports did a deal with us. He was like, I'm gonna hook up your truck. I need a, I need a back page. When he heard what we were doing, he was like, listen, give me the back page of that magazine. Here's what's gonna happen. We need thousands of dollars in audiovisual technology. So son, we had a PlayStation 2. We had TVs in the headrest with a PlayStation. Boom box. We had the damn grill. Stadium lights. Facts. Like, we had a kid it out. In fact, we were so ahead of our time that we actually had a computer inside the truck where we could burn the DVDs from the owner. Uh, <laughs> right set. D. Willem, see, see, here's the thing about it. <laughs> we had a mobile office. The oh, Ford man. Expedition, man. Mm -hmm. I need to do a deal with Ford for real. Word, man. I need to talk to, to my people at Ford. Because mm -hmm. the Ford Expedition was like my home. Mm -hmm. You could lay down in it. So we had models packed in there. We were packed in there. And my man Dante from Philly. Oh, <laughs> shout out to Dante. Dante, <laughs> who, who, we telling you about Hustlenomics 101 right now, man. And we got to tell first person stories with this. Because Dante was slushy. Dante love to drink. So here we are out there in Miami, South Beach. Oh my God. The women work at the strip. <laughs> they doing they thing trying to get their money. Because all you see is the luxury cars coming. Benzino came by. Yes, he did. He came by set up with the source. And that was when source was popping. Mm -hmm. Benzino came by to see what was going on. Drove through in the Bentley. You got that on tape, by the way. Yes, we do. Everybody came through to our, to our whole thing, and that's when we knew we had some, because when you subscribe for one year, you get a poster mm -hmm. and a mixtape. Mm -hmm. When you subscribe for two years, you get a poster, a mixtape, and a t-shirt. Mm -hmm. But what we were doing is doing direct 
subscriptions on the streets. Right. Get people's names, addresses, and also fundraising, raising money. This is Hustlenomics. You cannot fabricate and try to yeah. hop on the set. There wasn't we no internet and social media back no, then. No, we, we talk about hand to hand. hand. And we were doing G's a day. Facts. G's a day. Now, the models on no, 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 no. Now, go back into that G's a day when you said the ladies was out there getting their money. What, what do you, tell them what you mean by that. They promoting. They was promoting. No, 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 but let me show you, let me tell you what I meant by that. So, you know, now people be on the gram selling their bodies. Okay, cool. You know what I mean? You're putting your pictures on. You want to get likes. Here's what we were doing. First of all, everybody on the team was versed on the editorial schedule, which is what I explained earlier in this episode. So I had to teach each one of these models what is the philosophy of the magazine. Mm -hmm. Each model will wear high heels and a T-shirt, like a dress, because the T-shirt was like a guy's shirt. So the shirts will come to their knees, will put a little belt around the waist, or they'll just wear the T-shirt and heels. They would have a subscription card, the T-shirt, the mixtape, mm -hmm. and approach people, or people will approach them because the models look sexy. Right. And rather than just striking a conversation like, okay, what you doing later? And maybe some of the models did they think I ain't knocking nobody, get your paper. <laughs> now, I mean, you in South Beach, people showing you that money. But everybody had a quota. They promote them. You had, you would talk to a guy that was coming at you being interested in who you look like, and you would tell him about a business magazine that was for the hip-hop culture coming. Mm -hmm. So they were now becoming evangelists, mm -hmm. hustlenomics advocates. Mm -hmm. They were doing hustlenomics, talking to guys on the streets at urban events about a upcoming hip-hop business magazine. Nobody was coming at it like that, man. Mm -hmm. Because, so now you change the paradigm. How can I get in it? Oh, I got a company. Mm -hmm. So now the models now became our networking advocates. Mm -hmm. They will now come in with cards. And every ad you brought, you get to Every business off of it, you get 20% of the cut. Mm -hmm. Plus a do. lot of those models, they also had their own website and email. Remember, I told you this was before social media. So before social media hit, the models would have like their own little websites or emails where you can get at them for booking or whatever. So we would also feature a little page of the magazine where they could have their pictures and their websites and emails. Exactly. Because so it was a hand-in-hand Give and take exactly. So models knew that if you were in there, because at the back of every issue of the magazine, we have pictures of the models mm -hmm. engaging in street marketing. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we go in at events where there's a lot of celebrities. Mm -hmm. So what the models got, which is now the precursor to the social media phase, right. because now you had a model that was trying to get a career started, taking a picture with a brand, Owners Illustrated, Hustlenomics, where they are actually now networking with celebrities and business owners and getting featured in print, actively engaging in direct marketing mm -hmm. and actually now advocating business mm -hmm. principles mm -hmm. in the urban community. This is before Snapchat. Chat. Before yeah, man. Instagram. Yeah, man. This before the IG. Like, yeah. we was... That's verb. why I say Hustlenomics is, is the verb. You taking it to the streets and... We pull up in my people coming by the truck. They hear the music. People wanted to take pictures by the truck, and the truck wasn't even fully wrapped yet. 
All it was was a sticker. But they wanted to. But the picture they were taking a picture with was the cover of the magazine. So again, we were getting tons of impressions. That's why people be like, "Yeah, man, it's hard to capture the hip hop business because a lot of what we do in this environment." Is non-traditional. It's not, oh yeah, what are your metrics? I'm like, what are my metrics? I'm known in these streets. We got millions of people seeing us because of how we do what we do. So we had a concept. You're taking a picture beside the cover of the magazine. You take a picture beside the cover of the magazine, that magazine's getting more places. Mm -hmm. You get a mixtape, the cover of the magazine's getting disseminated. You're wearing a t-shirt, you see in the cover of the magazine. Mm -hmm. You got the poster, that's the cover of the magazine. So all of these things, city to city, we hitting people with the cover of the magazine, and then we partnering with, and then with me, I'm meeting people on the streets. Mm -hmm. So models, so the models didn't hop on, but every city we went, we started recruiting. So it's like, okay, you know what? Do you want to model? Do you want to get in the game? We got a magazine coming up. We're doing photo shoots. We're going to be hitting mm -hmm. the streets. And now, once it was an opportunity to go on tour with 50 Cent and Jay-Z, with Beyonce and Sean Paul and, mm -hmm. and um, Busta Rhymes and Fabulous. It was a rap. It was a Riz rap. And we was and, picking up women that same day and take them on the road. Look, the same we were day. meeting, we were meeting women's the, parents. Like, right. Like, the literally, same, same these day. are grown women, and we had a, look. <laughs> Y'all go be. I said, listen, Owners Illustrated magazine. It was so tight. They it was so right tight. On it. We, we would like, talk to their mama, their daddy, <laughs> their <laughs> boyfriends, yeah. with the guns out, yeah. <laughs> and they were still like, it's dope. That's dope. <laughs> Remember the girl from Albuquerque <laughs> with the Parazzi? Yeah. Yeah. It was Sniff. You, know, you, you, you gotta understand every every brand that we're talking about. I mean. Is an entrepreneurial brand. Like you got Rugged Street Threads, you got Parazzi, where your curves is now PZI. Uh, you know, you, you're talking academics, two brothers, uh, Emin Harrell and, uh, and Don Juan. Mm -hmm. uh, you talking about entrepreneurial brands match with an entrepreneur magazine, you know? And that was, at that time, there was only two magazines really. That was the main Bible for fashion brands was Source Magazine and Double XL. Shout out to Source friends. Magazine and Double XL. Shout out yeah. to both of them. Shout outs, you know, because at that time you're talking about ten or better thousands, ten k, twenty k, fifty k for an ad or spread or you know to to be seen and heard and distributed in the the social in the in the, in the Fashion Bible. <laughs> this is where you got your. This is where you got the key to the streets. But there was not an entrepreneur magazine that would tell you like, this is how we getting. This is how we're making our manufacturing. This is how we're distributing our manufacturing. This is how we're connecting with the like the one on one hustle of how to bubble up your brand. And Owners Illustrated was that platform that allowed you to communicate to the community really who you were. And, and, and from who you were, this is a way to have your have an official street team with your fashion looks on the ground with the hottest tour in the world, in the country. Um, we was that. 
you know, you come to the, if, if you couldn't make it inside the, the, the um, concert, we was merch, pouring merch at the gas stations. So Look, bro, 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 hold up, hold up. Hold up. You said gas stations, right? Remember, uh -huh. right? I got to Houston, and there was a party. We was there, and I got robbed. They took my wallet. I ain't had no ID, and I needed to get to Atlanta. Hold up. This is true facts right here. Brian, did we go gas station to gas? We was literally whip the whip to the gas station to get let gas. Me, let me tell you this. We sat at the gas station until we got our money up the way we needed to get to get on back on the road. We were selling subscription card things. Most people, you know, it's like this was the, the, the beginning of how to pre-sell magazine or pre-sale any type of publication yeah like, like this is before this, there wasn't no kickstarter so you couldn't yeah, yeah, crowdsource yeah, yeah, yeah. none so right. we right. literally we took it to the street to pre-sale right the original the original crowd crowdsourcing and there was nothing like this like we was i, I guarantee we was more than likely we was the number one like i said the number one entrepreneur magazine in the country not just because we had 50 cent and all them on it Tool that 
everyone mm-hmm. cannot see their lives without right now. Mm-hmm. You know, right. so many millennials cannot see their lives without the internet right now. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, you know, we're having a conversation. They're like, oh, I don't know that. Let me look it up on Google. I just got my phone, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just looking up. What are you talking about? But now, but this is uh, this is before that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that's what's so incredible about this. Well, I'll say this about that though. When I first was kicking off the magazine, right, we went to the front mask. We launched ownersillustrated.com, actually the website, mm-hmm. August 2002, a little bit after your birthday, at the Front Master Flex car show. We even have a press pass. We made our own press passes, <laughs> right? So we was crowbarring in. I had 5,000 flyers, and the campaign was who wants to, who will be rap's first billionaire? Mm-hmm. Now, they ain't even got there yet. They're close. Jay-Z and Beyonce, they don't have a billion plus. Diddy's at 900 million. Um, um, Russ, um, um, Russell's doing his thing. Um, 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 Dre just did the $3 billion, what, almost $4 billion mm-hmm. deal with um, Apple. But we were like, who's going to be the billionaire now? Went over the editorial schedule. Now we're taking it to the streets. Now, at that event, we getting at celebrities. Ain't nobody was jumping on us. They were like, okay, y'all cool. We seen Dipset. <laughs> Bird Gang was really good. You know what I mean? But ain't nobody was really like, oh, hold on real quick. Ain't nobody was really like, ain't nobody was really like, um, dope. ain't nobody really was like, yeah, man, we they, gonna jump on this team. They had to but, catch the wave. But why am I mentioning that? Because back then you put your stuff on the internet, it wasn't fast. We had some articles there. It wasn't jumping. It wasn't gonna go viral like that. Because as you said, there was a difficulty with access. Yeah. People couldn't access the web fast. No. So things couldn't travel. No. You're talking about we actually started owners before Facebook existed. Yeah. Let's hold on, let's go back to that real quick. We predated Facebook. We were there before MySpace. Mm-hmm. So social media did not exist. It was an energy, an energy world. So you had to actually go direct and in hindsight, I prefer what we were able to achieve by going direct to all of this interpersonal, non-personal things on um, social media because social media gives you a false impression of what's actually existing. Right. You thinking that you're really dealing with people or I know people or you just mouthing off. Let me add on to that. Yeah. Not only that, too. You know, with social media right now, got so many entities paying for views, paying for likes. See, you couldn't do that back then. No. There was no views, no likes. You had, when people liked you and supported your project, they Dang liked it. you for real. These was, was real numbers, real people. It was very it yeah. And so what is missing is what we had or what, and what we still have. Because people that I've been dealing with, people that we engaged, this is lifestyle. And there's another one of our partners named Quincy Taylor, Big Hef. Shout out to Q. And um, so the story of Q, too, man. And he, of course, he couldn't catch us on this right now. But so I'm with G-Unit. I'm showing them the stuff. I run into the chain of the back bike, Shaw Money XL, at the Violator office. Yeah. Because now Violator supported us with me and Reggie doing the launch party at the All-Star Weekend in Atlanta. We done hit out some cities, Miami. Um, we did Miami. We did Texas. In Texas, we had hit Houston, Dallas. We had already did um, Atlanta. 
We had done um, Cincinnati, Cleveland. Um, we had done um, Kentucky Derby. Like we, we, we was already on the way. We had done Miami. Wait, this is before the Rock the Mic tour. So I run into Ice in the office. My man Ice violated. And Ice was like, yo, man, I see you doing your thing. I had the poster that I was promoting. So I'm like, I had a sample magazine we had. We had like a 20 page of the magazine we printed up and distributed at the All-Star Weekend in Atlanta, right? Another thing we were doing too is that now when we were going on the road too, not only were we pushing the merch affiliated with it, so you're talking about introducing fashion merchandising, music promotion, we also had the entire magazine layout mm -hmm. where people could actually on the spot read the magazine. So we were like a mobile library about business. So people could actually see like, well, what's this magazine going to look like? Mm -hmm. Now we were, so now you see like, okay, so that allowed us to facilitate selling advertising because now people are like, okay, this is a pre-sale. You had production already. So now mind you, I never worked for any other magazine. So I'm having to learn this on the fly. I'm just doing research, but slow in and there. You ain't really getting all this mm -hmm. and that coming up with your own editorial schedule. Buying in my garage. Now you got tons like my R and D, a house is like uh, R and D center because all I do is buy stuff, study stuff, go over it, buy stuff, study stuff, go over it. So I had like all of these things mapped out, and that's how I'm like, okay, I'm like, okay, what magazines do you like? I like the Rob Report, so we got the luxury lifestyle. I like Forbes, okay, business, Black Enterprise, put some of that in the Source, Hip Hop News, okay, okay, boom, 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 boom. So we're actually. Letting people read the layout because in the truck, we got folding chairs, folding tables in the expedition. Facts. So <laughs> it's Real a truck. mobile office. You pull out your folding chair, open the latch where there's a DVD playing off the PlayStation. We use PlayStation instead of Nintendo because PlayStation came with a DVD player. Mm -hmm. So now we have a video game console. So while Models is traveling in the truck, they're in the back able to play games like Grand Theft Auto and all that in the back. So people being entertained, we right? We the Hustlenomics mixtape is playing in the joint. We had the Hustlenomics mixtape playing in there. We yeah. had some back behind the scene video footage yeah, of 50. Yeah. Piece the fifth, Piece right? The fifth. 50, my man, love the unit. Love the unit, right? So we had that going. It's an attraction. And no other magazine was doing this. And this is how come we were able to... And models. And models. And this is why we blew up so quick. You know, we had a lot of other magazines out at that time that was trying to peep out the style because they never heard of us, number one. So because they never heard of us, they didn't know how we were being financed. All they know is, here come these brothers, owners illustrated out the scene and blowing the hell up like, like crap. <laughs> it's like, and, and we don't even know how they doing it. You know what I'm saying? But, and, but, 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 and that's so good that you're saying that <laughs> because we got into things that are now like the du jour now. Mm -hmm. Pre-sales, direct marketing, viral campaigning, um, fashion merchandising. But in hip hop, these were not like traditional industries. Right. When you talk about a clothing line for hip hop, it's like a boutique. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, we already got the designs. We already got everything. All we going to do is slap an artist label to it, right? And you do some packaging. And Brian, you could talk more about that fashion. Talk about like the advent of hip-hop or artist-related clothing lines. I mean, when you, when you took that, I, when I took that, I was the youngest. I, I would say I was probably one of the youngest uh, sales rep in the fashion industry that allowed me to look at some of the biggest uh, hip-hop licenses in the world. I mean, you had Sean John, you had uh, Fat Farm. But not only that, you had a group of up-and-coming um, designers that wasn't wasn't financed like the foods of the world. Um, it was companies like Rogan Street Thread. Rogan Street Threads was out of um, Oakland, California. Yeah, yeah, they were out of Cali. Yeah, yeah, there was, matter of fact, it was in Silicon Valley. It was called East Palo Alto, but... Um, uh, East Palo Alto, yeah, where... Yeah, what's yeah, what's yeah. East Palo Alto known for, mm-hmm. son? Yeah, but what, what company is out there now? East Palo Alto. Based, well, that's Manila Park. Yeah. So they were in Palo Alto, right? And in that area, you have Stanford, you have Facebook. Ironically, some of these principles led me to take my 15-year-old son to be featured on CNBC. Um, That was actually like nine years later with Peter Thiel on the 20 Under 20 Transforming the Mall. So Hustlenomics actually filtered into the tech world, but you talking about we predated Facebook. There wasn't a Facebook yet when we talking about what he talking about. But go on. We, we talking about entrepreneurial lifestyle, but with fashion that, you know, you, you didn't get to see the entrepreneurs in that kind of, it, that fashion era packaging um, their brands with celebrities like Kid Capri. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's it's it was so many so many celebrities that wanted to get down with clothing brands, and they didn't know how to you know what I'm saying like distribute their brands like the Fubus of the world, the Shine Down. So all this illustrating gave me a platform to be able to take some of these new brands that wanted to get in, inside the covers of like I was telling you about the double XLs and the source. And you couldn't, you know what I'm saying? You, you you didn't have that kind of capital to throw in a magazine like that. But here's a another entrepreneur magazine that had some of the same strong uh, uh, artists that was on the front covers. Like mm-hmm. you say, you know, you had big big major uh, cor- corporations inside the magazine to give you some equity value in your company. You right. know, when you can line your, align yourself with the next for, the Fortune 100 or the next biggest artist in the game was 50 Cent, you can turn to page 21 and you see your ad lining up behind that. Mm-hmm. That made you relevant right. in right. the fashion industry at a way that, 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 that changed the way of, okay, I'm, I'm not just a... a brand in my neighborhood. No, I'm a, I'm a global brand instantly. As mm-hmm. long as I can deliver. As long as I can ship. And that's when the brands like Rogan Street Threads got in, ran the ad inside Owners Illustrated Magazine and couldn't keep up with shipping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was one of the... You, you never saw a t-shirt brand with this kind of opportunity. Now, competing at the level of selling T-shirts at the volume sales of what a FUBU 
was selling T-shirts at. Right, you know? right, right. And ironically, Brian, FUBU will wind up being featured. John, Damon John, mm -hmm. see him on Shark Tank. Right but ironically, magazine. he would come up and be wound up being featured in the magazine and mm -hmm. also do a package with us. We'd also do something special. Yeah. And we gave away a thousand magazines at Magic, which was like the big fashion conference, urban yeah. fashion, every February and August in Vegas. That's yeah. where that's that's where I got down. That was, that was I spent nineteen years in that industry, and and you know when I got my first taste, it allowed me. I work I work for John Starks for all original bands. Where and our and our slogan was uh, keep your head solid while your arm spirit while while you're taking a stand. Welcome home, the original man. All so right, man. About, <laughs> yeah, it was about yeah. being solid. You know what I'm saying? And I and, and and it gave this platform so that you could take brands that wanted to taste. They had the same entrepreneurial opportunity as some of these big, big, big players. But they need to be seen and heard. And I, I, I'll continue to say it. Honest Illustrated Magazine was and is the entrepreneurial how-to get distributed and be able to extend it within the economic uh, a frame to get paid, and not only just to get paid, but also be able to teach each one, teach one, Word. each one, show one the ability and the movement to be able to be sustainable as an entrepreneur. And that's what Honors Illustrated brought to the table. So, nice. Rugby Street Threads, Brazi Were Your Curves, it was able to be able to stand on being true entrepreneurs with a magazine and a brand that stood 100% behind that that um, that slogan. And so um, it just started gravitating to more entrepreneurs, and that's what the lifestyle became. And, and our subscribers that was fans of entrepreneurs now is what you see inside these GoFundMes, and these are people right. that are fans of people, you know, and, uh, right. you know, Kickstarters. These are people who are fans of these type of brands, and that's what we was on the streets. That's Our what we fans, were doing. Huh? We were having, we had an interactive fan engagement proposition that was right. organic and went coast to coast nationwide. For $20, you can, buy, right. you can subscribe to Owners Illustrated Magazine, for $20. Now, what did your $20 get you? We got you to, you could be, win a prize, win a prize, win a prize. Not only did it allow you to pre-buy into the movement, but it allowed you to also to get the hottest beat, uh, 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 mixtape, mm -hmm. the choice of the mixtape, or you got a choice of one of the hottest white beaters, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> being covered on the front of the, uh, of, of, on the front cover of the shirt. So, you was not only subscribed to the hottest magazine. You was part of it. You was part of it. They, yes, the people was able to wear the brand mm -hmm. and, and, and be engaged in a way. They go back to their community and they got on the block. They went to a different type of concert. They went to an entrepreneurial uh, 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 celebration. You know, mm -hmm. they just put their first $20 into a company that, it, it, you know what I'm saying, is mm -hmm. on a tour mm -hmm. that's bubbling up to get paid. Not just to get paid, but to be able to be sustainable in a market 
that has no room for African American mm-hmm. content mm-hmm. to be scalable on a publish on a publishing uh, uh, platform. Because at the end of the day, most magazines was owned by other entities. True. Yeah, right. man. And now, and just even saying that, when you said that they didn't want no opportunities for African Americans, I remember going to the Publishers um, Conference, Magazine Publishers Association Conference, and it'd be like a thousand people, and it'd be just like four or five black people. Right. Then I'll go to the buyers, and these are the people getting the newsstands, and they'd be like, well, we already met our ethnic quota <laughs> for the newsstands. I'm telling y'all real stuff right here. So as a black magazine owner, and you're talking about quotas, now... I would wind up, and this is like further into the story, and that's like really deeper into the magazine stuff we're doing. But just to piggyback off of that, I didn't even know about all this. What we were doing was we we actually broke the mold because we never got signed to distribution. We were our own distribution model. Mm. We had direct marketing distribution, gathering names and signatures, going to urban retail outlets. So let me bring in the story about Quincy. So Quincy was doing work with Eminem, Aftermath Records, and now 50 was signed to Shady Aftermath. So 50 Cent was one of the accounts that he had. G-Unit, 50 Cent. Now, I'm in the office with Violator. They were like, look, y'all doing your thing. People giving me my plug. They're like, yeah, man, I see your movement. You good with the magazine, Demola? Anything you need, let me know. Like, yeah, advertise. Okay, well, we will see what's up. We ain't got no issue yet. We can't really push it. Whatever. But, let me plug you in, though. I got my man in the Midwest. He's good peoples. He going to set you straight in the Midwest. He do all our promo. That was Quincy, right? And they said, plus guess what? 50, and this is before it was announced, like this was the Reebok deal. This is now fashion merchandising again. 50 Cent and Jay-Z were like two big megastars being sponsored, being in a partnership to have their own signature sneaker with Reebok, mm-hmm. and they're about to go on like his 30-city tour. Mm-hmm. They were like, look, we're going on the Rock the Mic tour. We'll give you the dates. Talk to Ice. Ice going to give you the dates. See which ones you can get to. You give the mola an inch. We talked about that earlier today. Take five miles. <laughs> Take five miles because they thinking I would just hop in a city or two. You tell somebody there's a tour with 50 Cent and Jay-Z, but look, there ain't no budget. They were like, listen, ain't no money. I said, listen, I don't need no money from nobody. We going to figure that part out. Give me the dates. Give me the cities. And they said, get with Quincy. I was like, no doubt. Quincy's in Cleveland. They connect us. I get with Quincy. He's seen what we're doing with the fashion merchandise. I had two of my models with me. I had Tommy and her sister. Shout out to Tom. Tommy, wherever you are, man. This Land Ray, man. <laughs> I love you, man. We was on that grind. Yes, because yes. Tommy and her Tommy was like in the fashion merchandising. She was like 19. She was like a student. And she wanted to do fashion merchandising. So what she did is cut up the t-shirts. Yeah. And she gave us some flavor. And yeah. gave us some flavor. And was like nice. twisting it. So we go into an urban clothing store in Cleveland. Q takes me to like urban fashion. Because now. Now we talk about alternative distribution, right? Because we had a fashion element, now the magazine could have alternative distribution outlets that's not traditional. Now the clothing store could carry the merchandise related to the magazine and the magazine. So now we get into the barbershops. Now we get into the clothing stores. Mm -hmm. So he took me to the clothing store. 
And the guy was like, I like what she wearing. Y'all got more of that? Mm-hmm. We were like, how much you need? He said, I need 50 pieces. He's like, yeah, man, let's, let me give a call. I'm going to try to see if we can overnight some. That wasn't on the menu. So Tommy and her sister, that's why I shout out to Tommy. Thanks. Get down in the hotel room making the shirts yeah. overnight. And you and and and, and, and be Willem. Remember, you wind up meeting Tommy in New York and in um because you met them at the Jacob Javis. There was an event right. in New York right, City. Right, right, yeah. Right. Just as much fashion as we were selling magazines at one point, you know. <laughs> People was like, "Duh, what's good with those shirts, though? Those hats, you know." And you know, it would come a time, you know, when the um, economy would take a hit. It was good that we had other venues and you know, other you know markets that we could still keep the brand alive with. You know what I mean? Nah, that's why you see us wearing the Hustle Nomics hats. You see us with the toys and the owner's watch, the toys watch. You see us with the Hustlenomics shirts because we was fashion merchandising. We understood. We actually were doing a lot of breaking in industries that was non-traditional out of just innovation. Our innovation was superb. So like Quincy would take me on the road, but then here's the thing. He's like, look, I got some indie artists that would love to be in your magazine. Mm -hmm. So me and Quincy now, we on a hustle to sell advertising. Mm -hmm. So now they're like, hold scale up. Tour, scale tour, scale tour. <laughs> it's like, you doing fashion merchandising, you get into new retail markets, you're doing advertising, you let people get a real read of a magazine that's never seen before. Like they reading about hip hop business lifestyle Featuring their favorite celebrities in a manner never seen before. Never. You're going on a tour with the biggest artists. And now there's going to be some more stuff in the story. But before I get into that, son, speak on your impression of this. Because, again, you the millennial in the room. And you're like, okay, what's up with dad? Dad comes home, but he on the road. But we on that grind. What is your thoughts? You hearing this, man? We want to hear from you. Like you see what? Yeah, speak up. Nah, um, I think that I mean, I 
mean, I kind of already said my two little bit, but that is true. And he also has a big one this time. You know, I was just a young kid, so it was <laughs> really a way of hitting me. Know what's going on? But looking back now, I'm like, that's crazy and impactful. Like, I can't stress it enough, and I kind of feel like I'm losing myself a little bit, but I can't. Just enough that hustler mentality. You know, that is hip hop business. And that story you told me, <laughs> the fit t shirts overnight, that really does touch me. I'm like, dang, that's right. You have a little woke. They want it, so you got it. <laughs> but now, the reason why I'm asking your opinion, too, is that you were too young, but you have was, nephews yeah. that was a little older than you. Mm-hmm. And what we did is, and we just went to, like, um, Malik's wedding. Yeah. We yeah. used to put them on the streets <laughs> mm-hmm. as teenagers mm-hmm. to s- join the sale. Shout out to Malik. And shout and out to Chris. Christopher. Mm-hmm. First intern. First intern. So my two sons. <laughs> so the thing about it is mm-hmm. that not only was it engaging models, and now we actually engaging kids around the age that they were mm-hmm. and around the age that you were on our STEM outreach. Yeah. Where now we starting to take these philosophies, entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. We were creatives. And we were now finding new ways to express our creative ideas into urban lifestyle. Going on the road, engaging new markets. Most mm-hmm. of the cities I've been to, I ain't never seen. Mm-hmm. Never been to Dallas before I ran into, ran into. And that was crazy, bro. Because, man, that Dallas, okay. <laughs> never been to Texas like that. Get into the state, get a ticket. The cop comes from the other side of the highway, does a U-turn, $300 ticket. The speed limit was like 80 or something. It's like, yeah, you were going 85 or something like that. Another highway, another ticket. Now, the truck provocative, so it draws heat. <laughs> going through Texas again. Tractor trailers following me. And I'm going through places that I ain't never been to no Texas. <laughs> and then you see this truck coming. <laughs> you hearing this? It? coming behind you. Nah, he seen a picture of Janae laying on the white little rug wearing an RW collection lingerie by Landray, wearing the Landray, which is now Hustlenomics by Landray. But that's me. That's my middle name, Landray. So he's enamored by the image of the model. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, what is that? Like mobile billboarding. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Crazy. Following. Subscription cards, promo girls, uh, brands featured uh, on the road, interaction. I mean, you you talking about some heavy Fortune 1000 moves. Mm-hmm. You telling me that a company is moving like this in the streets? And the thing about it is that I wish that we had gotten, and no investors, so we were self-funded. And I wish we had gotten, like, that is something that should have, skyrocketed because what you naming is like we were so we were actually breaking molds breaking trends and people just ain't get it mm-hmm. well the, the beauty behind it is like when you bring your son in the, in the fourth of it you know what i'm saying in the forefront of things like it, it's it is a time we're, we're talking about right now that we're on this podcast i mean mm-hmm. this is the blueprint like we are the blueprint we did blow up now it's what do we want to do with it do we mm-hmm. you know how do we Together, you know, like 
from the youth movement, for the millennials, all the way from what we did from, mm-hmm. you know, OG moves, you know, and mm-hmm. the, live our own blueprints. That's why he's here. That's why our nephew is here. That's why he said because it's like he represents yeah. the next phase of it. Because the thing that's interesting about the Rock the Mic tour, now, everything that happens, every obstacle, and we talk about that. We've been talking about obstacles and overcoming. Every obstacle that comes about, we work around it. Mm-hmm. And we come up with an innovative way to address it. Yeah. So, here I am. We got the Rock the Mic tour. It co-signed by G Unit. It done put you on there. You done ran your test run in about eight cities. You on fire now. My brother, like, look, man, I'm gonna have to take time off work. It's time to hit that road. <laughs> we about to hit that road. Look, uh, let's do it. We got about five girls. Like, literally, we are a mobile team. I done got like two hotel rooms, three hotel suites, like multiple rooms. Well, at least, like, the first day was, like, we did Connecticut, Boston. We had, like, New York, Connecticut, Boston, um, Buffalo. Everything lined up. Put my paper up because we already hustled. Everything down. We got money on down. Now it's time to roll out. Now, here's what's real. No health care. <laughs> <laughs> Understand that. No health care. So, on the second day of the tour, you know, we had already... Parlay, Beanie Siegel, Rockefeller, G-Unit, all these, we in the hotel, everybody did, just Blaze, you know, all of, name them, they down in us. Everybody geeked up. Energy's high. Energy's like great, not even good. Get mad love, we talking to people about being featured, because they seeing the layout, they like, dog, I need to jump in. Get to Boston. We hit the Marriott. I hear the loudest scream. Ah! Scared me to death. Slipped in the bathtub. <laughs> tore my patella tendon Real all tough. the way. Real tough. Torn patella tendon. And we had just started the tour. Started the like, tour. Ah! Right? You talk <laughs> about what are you made of? Like, son, I've been telling you about what I'm made of. <laughs> But it's like you slip through example. Tore my patella tendon in my knee, knee all twisted around, no insurance. Go to the hospital, they stabilize my knee, pop the kneecap back on, send me on my way because I had no insurance. And still, I have to finish the tour. Finish well, the because tour. I done paid for the rap, that's G's in. I done had these sponsors, I done got product, I got models ready to go. We on the go, and I have nothing. So they give me painkillers. And I'm like, they're like, you going to be sleeping, though. I'm like, oh, man. I can't even take no painkillers because it makes you drowsy. Can't go to sleep. Got to hustle. Got to hustle. So I got the immobilizer. Hustle not. Got to hustle. 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 Hustle nah, mix. Hustle nah, mix. You got to hustle. 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 Hustle nah, mix. Hustle nah, mix. You got to hustle, 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 namics, hustle, namics. You know, I had a, I had like a slogan. We had like music we was gonna do because we actually had a song on the mixtape, the Hustle Namics 101 song. Mm-hmm. The mixtape was called Hustle Namics 101. Mm-hmm. All right, we already had that, so we had that, and I had the immobilizer. 
They gave me crutches. I went and got a cane. And I take a leave because it's non-drowsy. And got the pimping. And got the cane. <laughs> had my damn. Had the hat. Had the hat. <laughs> he had no feather that joint, but I had no feather. Sure had the hat and the cane. <laughs> I had the hat, the cane, <laughs> the bottles. You hit that ass. And the uh, and you know what? A whole persona was created. Was created. <laughs> yes. That was young pimping. Real talk. That was. <laughs> they thought he had the cane for fashion. He needed that joint for real. But he he made his move smooth like fashion. Made it look like fashion. So his shit hit. Uh, hey, that's when the pimping came. <laughs> and, and then the lifestyle. You know, it wasn't technically pimping, but that was the culture, urban yeah. culture. So now you take it. You actually having a disability. You have torn ligaments in your knee. You about to hit the streets, get money. Mm -hmm. But rather than using that as a disability where you are a wolf to be eaten. Right. Because you're going to be hitting the streets and you can't even move. You got the cane. You wearing longer jeans so it covers your joint. You got the cane and you move it. And, you just, and then you got the girl. So they're like, oh, that's young pimping over there. So you done, you know, you done twisted the visual to appear in a way that protects mm -hmm. you and you still promoting the entrepreneurship because all we moving Facts. is subscriptions, t-shirts, um, 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 the, mi the mixtape, getting people to promote. So all we doing is promoting this hustlenomics and this concept of entrepreneurship for the hip hop community. The hip hop generation. How many, how many subscription cards did you have, though? Man, we had thousands, thousands. No, 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 more than that. Way more than that. We couldn't even keep up with all of them at one time. Okay. We had box, like you know, so you know, we had boxes and boxes of okay. subscription cards. Let me put it in perspective, then. So you telling me two thousand subscription cards, one magazine, twenty dollars. Times twenty dollars is what forty thousand dollars that can be made. Minimum. Mm -hmm. Minimum. That's low. That's low balling. Don't, don't, don't. It was more than two thousand because you gotta understand this. I did the Rock the Mic tour for two months, and that means that food, lodging, gas, transportation, mm -hmm. commissions, because everybody gets their twenty percent yep. of their sales. People got paid. People got paid. So you talk about all that. And we had incidentals like the truck breaks mm -hmm. down in Darien Lake in Buffalo at Six Flags. So you got to be able to get the truck there. From wow. time to time, I'd have to go into the emergency room and mm -hmm. pay to get different things. Mm -hmm. So thousands, more than 2,000. Because when we got off the tour, we had sold out to the magazine. The first right. batch of the magazine sold out. Then... True story in Brooklyn. Somebody brings Mano to me. We ain't gonna get into that because okay. it went real left. We ain't even gonna talk yeah. about him. He caused yeah. a lot of yeah. kind of strike. He like, there's Shout this artist. Mano. <laughs> he was like, that was the very first magazine he ever was featured in. Yo, on his Illustrated. He broke Mano first. We broke Mano. So not only did we bring break Mano, right? Here's how I did it for the God. Look, him and shout out to the 82, man. That's my man. man. But, my man Ozzy too, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so Mano, we were like this. We're gonna do the ad. 
I actually shot the ad for Mano. Had a couple of models wearing my clothing that I designed. Placed Mano in an ad, and we made an ad for Mano because he was just a street dude. Right. He was just coming up. Just coming out. And put him in a full pay because we had to do a repress. The campaign we did for owners was so successful. Not only was it so hot, we sold out of the first run. We actually mm -hmm. had to... That was the first time I ever had to... That was a repress. We mm -hmm. actually went to repress the magazine. And mm -hmm. on the repress, we told Mano, look, we're going to put you in it. When the magazine dropped, it sold out in New York and all the newsstands. Sure did. Everywhere that we had, we had ran out of inventory. Like, literally, within days. Days. Right. Sold out. Thousands of copies in days. Of a brand new magazine with nobody backing it. We ain't heard about this. All we heard about is these people on the streets in this truck with the models. Dude got the little pimp cane, got the little hat. <laughs> he always wearing a jersey or a t-shirt. Brother got the gold teeth, shiny yeah. diamond teeth. <laughs> you know he got the fangs in it. Got the fangs. <laughs> Shout out to Wu Tang too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I so all you had was this like mystique. <laughs> and here go this artist of Brooklyn. He like, dog, I need a plug. And we plug him. And Mano gets that full page look yeah. in the mag, off the rip. Like, we were also a platform to break artists. artists. The next issue of the magazine actually featured T.I. on his very first nationwide cover. I We broke T.I. with his very first cover, but it wasn't only about T.I. We talked about the whole Grand Hustle. Mm -hmm. So we had Jason Geeter, we had Hannah, we had the whole, we had Doug. We had his whole camp. Talking mm -hmm. about business mm -hmm. and all the enterprises they're doing. Now, sidebar. I started off as the great deity dog. In 1995, I started off as the great deity dog. 20 years old, released a record with a young family. 20 years old, released a record. It went worldwide, life or death. But I did not use my face. I used my comic book character because I developed a comic book character. So my background was actually making my own music. Wound up being like one of the biggest underground artists of D.C. One of the biggest period because I was prolific. At least four projects in the 90s. So that gave me a background. But I also had the fashion merchandise in there because I had the D.D. Dot t-shirt and it messed my head up. So when I, so lately, right, fans caught on me like, okay, Owners Illustrator is affiliated with the Great Deity Da. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the Great Deity Da and Owners Illustrator are affiliated. That's cool. But then something else hits. So fans, somebody has sent me a picture of a t-shirt that I released 20 years ago. And a record I released 20 years ago. So they got the t-shirt and the record. So I was hustling on the train. This was before cars, before I had nothing. We talk about 96 now. My son was born... August 96, the record was released February 96. Mm -hmm. My brother, member of the Five Bro MCs. Shout out to the Five We all bro Five Bros now, but at that time, you know, I was just a little naughty head kid jumping on stage in their shows, and I wasn't even a member yet. <laughs> like, <laughs> what's this kid doing jumping at our shows? Get down. He used to get down and twist a little, twist a little leg a little something. <laughs> so... The heritage of what we were doing was actually music-based. We already had other brands, and we'll talk more about the Great Deity Dog because my son's actually more involved with that brand. He's actually doing a video game with that. 
We're going to talk about the Toys Magazine because we wind up building other magazine brands, other issues, and doing other things. He's going to be able to talk more about that because that's his expertise, how he got his degree, Carnegie Mellon, how we created, used the Toys brand to create a student org on the campus of Carnegie Mellon. And the STEM. Getting into STEM, teaching kids how to code using video games. You know what I mean? The toy steam and um, a whole other agenda. You know what I mean? That's next. That's our upcoming. And we still doing the fashion because that next episode also involves me and Brian talking about the visual, getting into the gaming, talking about the Toys Nation illustration, and we going to have that big artwork. Avatars, doing our own um, tour, breaking electronic brands. You remember, Brian? Yeah, man, breaking electronic brands. The same blueprint, the same blueprint that we went from, from Arsonomics, mm -hmm. hustle, 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 right. you know what I mean? We, we took that right into Toys Nation, so, you know, stay tuned to that. Yeah, yeah stay tuned to that, because, you know what I mean, the owner's illustrated story, the Hustlenomics story, has been glorious. we actually going to get into also the... You know, we had done Owners Illustrated, and then three years later, we created Hustlenomics Magazine. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So Hustlenomics became its own magazine mm -hmm. separately because we had expanded so much, we had to create separate brands. Mm -hmm. People had loved the concept of us bringing the models to the streets that, I'm like, Owners Illustrated is about entrepreneurship. We have beautiful women that are able to pitch you about that and get... but. We have to create a separate channel strictly mm -hmm. for that. Mm -hmm. So people like Rick Ross got a big feature. Mm -hmm. Papoose, mm -hmm. Little Scrappy, mm -hmm. and now, you know, like the Love and Hip Hop set. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, Lloyd Banks. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a whole... So that's coming after the Toys joint. Then we also have women in business. Because it's like, okay, yeah. So what they doing? They're just about women exploitation, right? No. Because as we were doing business with women in the industry, we came out with the women's issue. Started mm -hmm. talking about women in entrepreneurship. Sylvia Rome. Sylvia Rome. Mm -hmm. We had Mona Scott. Scott yeah. So, yeah, you love Love and Hip Hop? We right. had Mona Scott. One of the first magazines on that. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we started featuring women in the biz hip hop business in our it's magazine. The right it's the right time. Still, we're still relevant, y'all. We're we still, still relevant. Mm -hmm. So that's another episode that's yeah. upcoming. So look, you find this episode on Facebook, YouTube. You find it on your favorite streaming channel. Do like us. Do subscribe. Facebook. Those are the upcoming. I just gave you the roadmap. Like the Those are the upcoming episodes Indeed. of the Hustlenomics Way. Mm -hmm. Hip Hop Business. One oh one. This is the Mola, aka the Great Deity Da, and I'm Dawu Shahidu. Wale, Wale, and Fashion Williams. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed this episode, mm -hmm. and we just told you about the exciting episodes to come. Yes, sir. Peace. 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 Peace.